It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Welcome back to Decal Download. Great to have you with us this week. I'm Reg Griffin, Chief Communications Officer with the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Georgia's Child Care and Parent Services, or CAPS program, provides scholarships to help with the cost of child care so parents can work or attend school. The program not only helps families navigate their children's early years, but also connects families with resources to help them become self-sufficient. And Commissioner, today we get to talk with someone who has participated in this program literally from GED to PhD. Well, I'm excited for our audience and listeners to get to hear from our guest today. I've heard her speak once, and she was very inspirational. And so I now I know we've called on her many times since then <laughs> to tell her yeah. story, but it's definitely worth hearing. It's a great story. We're not letting her leave because right. it's been so effective. Can we hire with, her? Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. Our employees, <laughs> uh, the public at large, this is great. We're talking about Dr. Megan McBride, Dean of Adult Education at Georgia Piedmont Technical College. Joining her today is Donna Johnson, our own Donna Johnson, Director of Family Support with the CAPS program. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank Thank you. Let's start, um, Donna, with you. Uh, Recently, you had your all-staff meeting uh, for the CAPS program. You invited Dr. McBride, as the commissioner said, to be your keynote speaker. How did all that come about? Yes. Um, Well, I I guess uh, in 2018, Mm -hmm. I met Dr. McBride at an event for TCSG. And um, at the end of the meeting, I went there to share about CAPS. At the end of the meeting, she approached me in the hall and she said, I want to let you know that I have benefited from CAPS. Um, I just recently got my PhD, Mm -hmm. and if it were not for CAPS, I don't know how I would have made it through going to school and Mm -hmm. participating and doing the things I needed to do. And that just kind of stuck with me, and I came back and shared with... um, commissioner and with Elizabetta and as we started talking about who do we need to have in the room to talk to our staff and to share with them uh, that Dr. McBride was the first name that came up and so um, we just felt like she would be um, a a great person to share how the work that we do is so important and um, that families do benefit from Mm -hmm. the work we do and so the rest is history. By the way, even with her sitting here, yes, what was the response like? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we just had the survey, and I'm kind of spilling the beans. But anyway, we just had the survey. The results just came back, and overwhelmingly, our staff said her presentation was amazing. Mm. And they really felt a connection. So it was, she had so much energy. She, lots of laughter, things that she shared. I thought, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> but it was really, really great. Yes. Great. So let's hear from you, Dr. McBride. Yes. We, we've talked about how fantastic you are. But oh, how does stop. your story begin? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll start um, when I was 14 years old. Uh, I was in my first semester of ninth grade. <clears throat> Um, and I turned up pregnant. I had met a little boyfriend, um, and he was my first boyfriend. Uh, the relationship was a little uh, rocky. Um, he was actually home visiting from jail. Um, I should have known at the time that probably wasn't a good person to get involved <laughs> with. Uh, but I got pregnant. Um, I 
was really embarrassed about being pregnant at 14 years old, um, especially because he wasn't in the picture. Um, I was raised by a single father. Um, I did not receive any prenatal care um, during that pregnancy. I really didn't go to school a lot. I went to school just enough so that I could keep my dad from getting in trouble for for me being truant. Um, I didn't collect any credits that I recall when I was in the ninth grade. Um, and then I turned 16 the following summer. I'm sorry, 15 the following summer. Uh, and six weeks later, six weeks after I turned 15, I gave birth to my first child. Um, I should have been in the 10th grade at this time. Um, but as I, as I mentioned, I had not done a whole lot in the ninth grade, so I didn't make it to 10th grade, and I got put on hospital homebound after I had my baby. Um, then I eventually went back to school. I was in an evening program. Um, my dad would work during the day, and he would help watch the baby at night, so I went to school at night. Um, then I got pregnant again when I was 15 years old. Um, that baby I did not carry to term. Uh, then I got pregnant again when I was 16 years old. Um, and this time, uh, I did I did drop out of school because I was old enough. I had I was way too far behind to ever catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and by the way, my father was the only family member I had. I had and and the the child's father, both children's father, um, was out of the picture. So I didn't have anybody to really help. Um, and so. I, I, would, I knew I wanted to get out on my own. I really couldn't afford to go to work. I didn't have any skills to go to work. I didn't have a high school diploma. No one really wanted to hire someone who was 15, 16 and pregnant mm-hmm. who already had a child. Um, so I decided to go get my GED. I went to the technical college, uh, one of our sister colleges, and I, I signed up for the GED program. Um, and I took and passed my GED when I was 17 years old. Um, and nine days later, I gave birth to my second child. Um, at this point, I decided to go get some training. Um, I had a lot of support. Um, as Donna mentioned, I didn't really realize what was helping me back then, but I, when I went to that presentation, mm-hmm. you all were talking about what CAPS was. That's when it hit me. Mm-hmm. I was getting that. It wasn't called CAPS at the mm-hmm. time, but I was getting child care subsidy, yes. and I, that's what allowed me to go to school, um, to go to the TCSG and earn my first diplomas. Um, when I got my diplomas, I got a job. I wasn't making a lot back then, mm-hmm. $6 an hour back in the early mm-hmm. 2000s, but it put me on the path to self-sufficiency, um, and I continued to invest in myself. I used that child care subsidy until I didn't need it anymore. Um, I used food stamps until I didn't need them anymore. I used income-based housing until I didn't need them anymore. And while I was working and going to school and having the assistance, the childcare, the food stamps, the Medicaid, the housing assistance, um, I was going to college and working at the same time. And to make the rest of the story a lot shorter, I subsequently got, I got two diplomas from the Technical College System of Georgia. Then I got, I went to Valdosta State University and got a bachelor's. Um, I became a social studies teacher. Then I got a master's. I became a college professor. And then um, as in 2018, I um, graduated from Valdosta State with my first doctorate degree. And starting in the fall, I will be pursuing a Ph.D. at the University of Georgia. So I'll be getting my second doctorate degree. Oh, my gosh. You're wow. like me. have this addiction That's, to school now. Yeah. <laughs> it was what I always wanted to do. My plans got derailed when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to go to an R1 and end up with a Ph.D. And I got derailed a little bit. But now I'm back on track where I wanted to be 20 years later. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, now, and to kind of paint the picture, let's go back to ninth grade for a minute. Okay. Where, where did this happen? 
What part of Georgia? Moultrie, Georgia, Caldwell Moultrie? County. Okay. Yeah. Near right. Albany, which I call Atlanta's little cousin. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is it Albany or Albany? Albany. Okay. Albany. Yeah. Um, only we can say it correctly. Okay. You all up here. <laughs> the folks in Atlanta, <laughs> you can't no. say that right. I think it's fascinating. So your dad, a uh-huh. single dad, mm-hmm. what was his response? So my dad's response, I will never forget. He, I did not tell him I was pregnant, and my friends knew, but not until very far along um, did my dad find out. And he he took me to the doctor, and they said, this was probably in late August. They said, well, you're probably going to have a Thanksgiving baby. And then they did the ultrasound, and they were like, oh, nope, you're going to be due next week. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And and somebody said, how are you about this, sir? And he was like, well, I guess I'm going to be a grandpa. And that was his mentality. And he helped raise my boys. And wow. they still love my father. And they, they don't want to ever leave his side. That's like their, that's like their dad to them. Yeah. So no lectures. Uh, he probably get. lectured me. But <laughs> <laughs> it was too late at that right. point. <laughs> right. But he's, he's your number one supporter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Caring for the child yeah. even. Yeah. Wow. He's my cheerleader. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. Um, in that journey, and obviously it's a fascinating journey, mm-hmm. um, and you don't hear these stories very often, yeah, do you? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Did you get discouraged? Were you thinking that you would ever be where you are today, particularly with all this educational success? Well, I I didn't think I would get here. I didn't plan on that, really. I, I wanted a PhD, as I mentioned. I didn't really know career-wise what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to work in education uh, some somewhere into the journey. I only got discouraged when I got caught up in the trap of comparison. And I really remember that when social media um, got as popular, as wildly popular as Mm -hmm. it has. People put a highlight reel of their lives on social media, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that would discourage me. It would... Comparison is the Mm -hmm. thief of joy, as they say. And so back then, especially in the early 2000s, when when my friends were in college and I was not yet in college, I started college relatively young. I got my my bachelor's by the time I was 23 but I was still a couple years behind my um my classmates and then their careers were able to kind of lurch forward early on um and I would sometimes I got jealous and discouraged that perhaps I wouldn't make it that far um but eventually I learned to to stop letting comparisons get me down um and eventually I achieved a lot and so I was like well nothing to compare to now (laughs) I'm doing just fine (laughs) Uh, so yeah. Well, your journey is taking you from. I think we should give a shout out to all of these fine yeah. institutions yes. in Georgia: Southern Regional Technical College in mm-hmm. Moultrie, mm-hmm. Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, ABAC, mm-hmm. ABAC, ABAC, and then Valdosta <laughs> State University. Yes. You have a favorite? Uh, okay. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> okay. Next question. I love them all. Safe answer. <laughs> Next question. I guess each step of the way has been um, quite. A, a major part of your story. Yes, for sure. Um, so that's great. You've yeah. taught uh, at high school mm-hmm. uh, and college level. Mm-hmm. Did your personal experience help you to relate to the students and where they are at that point in life? I've had an easier time relating to those who don't fit in well. Uh, one one time at Eagle, our Eagle winner last year, her name is Simone Crane, she said um, to us in the audience, thank you for supporting the misfits. I feel like I mm-hmm. always fit in mm-hmm. with those people. Mm-hmm. And, and because I am one of those people, I was someone for whom traditional education did not work. And I tell people a lot, I didn't do it wrong. I did it differently. Exactly. Same thing with you. Mm-hmm. So I would say more so I relate to the students who I'm helping now. 
Uh, because as a former adult learner, as a teen mom, as a high school dropout, I feel like I can understand the unique challenges that our students face, whether they're teen moms or whatever the, the barriers or obstacles they face are. I feel like I can relate to that, mm-hmm. to life happening and needing to, to find a different way to do things that we want to do. Yeah. What I love about this story, it's not only encouraging to our employees to see the effect that yes. what they do every day has, but anyone listening don't count yourself out right. and uh, hang in there mm-hmm. because there's always tomorrow. Right. And um, just the way that you have succeeded through all of this. And then who knew that you would end up in your current role encouraging adult learners. I'm thinking about it again. It took me about eight years to get a four-year degree because I was working <laughs> through all of that. Had I become discouraged, you know, and comparison again, because mm-hmm. uh, I had a lot of friends that were graduating. Okay. And I was still at Georgia State. Right. Um, but I knew it was important, yeah. so I wanted to, to uh, stick with it. So that, yes. that's a terrific story. Well, Donna, you talk a lot about two-generation strategies to support the whole family. Yes. I'd say we all talk about it, but you're kind of our champion in that, yes. and we appreciate that. So talk specifically about what we're doing through CAPS to hopefully see Dr. McBride's amazing story replicated in the lives of others. Yes. So um, one thing that we're doing, as we've talked about before, is um, within CAPS, we've changed some of our policies to help support student parents. So um, a couple of years ago, we added the associate's degree um, as an eligible activity to support our student parents. Uh, But we are excited because in April, we will be adding the bachelor's degree. I saw that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, to me, it's putting your money where your mouth is. making certain that you are aligning your vision with your work right and so um, those are just two really fantastic ways that I think we're supporting our families and then also making certain that when we have families who have um, have expressed an interest in moving on to um, complete their post-secondary or get their GED to be able to connect them Mm -hmm. with um, the appropriate person or persons at TCSG and or uh, one eventually one of the USG campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So We've talked excited. about TCSG for so long as a partner. We're going to have to get used to saying yes. the University System of Georgia, yes. the Board go. of Regents. Right. I guess. Yes. So that's, yes. That's great. Yeah. Um, so you talk to a lot of students, mm-hmm. obviously, in your role, both at Georgia Piedmont Technical College, which, by the way, has grown quite a bit. I know. Uh, <laughs> I used to, you know, I attended the old DeKalb Community right. College yeah. a long time ago. And then now Georgia State University. Um, but I remember being in the same neighborhood right. there. Right, right next door to us. Um, <laughs> so you're also in demand as a commencement speaker, yeah. uh, and rightfully so, my gosh. What's your key message to all of these students? Uh, well, there's a couple things. Um, first of all, I want students to remember that it's okay to get help. Um, I did a lot on my own, but I could not have done this without support. Um, so, And I exhausted all the support that I could. Um, I didn't even know how to get the support. It just so happened I had a CPS worker um, who really put up with a lot from me. Um, Nobody wants a CPS worker to be in in their privacy. Um, But she connected me with this network of resources that I didn't know existed um, as a kid. I didn't use them when I was younger. My parents didn't use them. So I didn't know that they were there. Um, I didn't mean to get pregnant and 
anyway, I, so I used what was available to me. Um, and then I, so I, I tell students to make sure they lean on who can help. Um, and then the other message that I give to my students, and this is really important for me personally, it's part of the reason I want to do my PhD and I want to contribute to the academic body of knowledge on people like me. So I tell them there's a lot of deficit thinking about what high school dropouts cannot do and what teen moms cannot do. And so I want to be an example of what we can do. So I, I consider what I'm doing um, countering what the stereotypes are about those of us who did not do things the traditional way, who did things differently. Um, and so I always end every speech quoting Barack Obama's uh, campaign rally, si se puede, yes we can. Mm, yeah. You know, if you think about it, let's say you're a dropout, as mm-hmm. you said, that sounds like a dead end. It does. But absolutely. in reality, it could be a detour, right. not a dead end. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, or a new beginning. Yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you were able to do that. I do want to give you an opportunity. Bring us up to speed about these children of yours, your oh. family, and, and where you are today. This is my favorite part of this story. <laughs> so I have three, three boys. My youngest is 10. I had him as an adult, and he would... I would be remiss if I did not mention Brayden. Um, he lives with me here in Atlanta. Um, and then I have two older children now. Uh, my middle son, Bailey, is 19. He'll be 20 this year. Um, and then my oldest son, Jacob, is 21, about to turn 22. And he just had a baby. Oh, wow. Yes. So I became a grandmother oh, two months ago. God. And, and uh, you know, people are always like, oh, if my kid had a baby, I'd kill him. And I said, nope. <laughs> First of all, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, but secondly... I'm only in my mid-30s, and to have a grandchild at this age when I'm full of life, I have all my Mm -hmm. energy, I have a lot of life left in me, all my health, I am enjoying it immensely. So I'm a grandma. (laughs) And his name is Jacob, your oldest? My oldest son's name is Jacob. Does he know that he started this whole story that we're talking about? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Does he take credit for it? I I don't know if he does. He's very proud of me, though. And um, he's actually a student at Southern Regional in Moultrie. So Mm -hmm. um, he's in the welding program, uh, which is um, one of Georgia's uh, high-demand careers. So he qualifies for the hope. I have to throw in a plug for TCU. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. It qualifies for the Hope Career Grant. So he is going to college to earn a diploma in welding, um, and he's doing so completely tuition-free. So it's not coming out of my pocket, not coming out of his pocket, and he will be able to get a job with, where he can earn a family-sustaining wage and support his family. So that's mm. really exciting for all yes, of us. That's yes, that's what I love about TCSG. Yes. I, I love our partnership yeah. with TCSG. And it's only going to take him a year and a half, and he'll be able to that's support his family with, with his new skill yeah that is amazing yeah the other thing i love about tcsg they seem to be in touch with the various departments in state government that know what jobs are going to be needed down the pike and they are able to quickly provide the training right that's Mm -hmm. needed Mm -hmm. um and the the state is so um just done such a great job in the film industry for example that we've able to come back with um training for those uh trades you know that are are needed Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that's a great story. Uh, yeah. Maybe we need to have the boys come to the I next know. chat meeting. <laughs> I think so. I think have, so. have them share a story or two about mom, the real inside story. I know. I know. Let's, Let's not, not do that. Let's, Let's not. not. We'll give you a chance to also give a plug to Georgia Piedmont Technical College. What's going on there that's exciting these uh, days? Oh, wow. Georgia Piedmont has undergone a renaissance, and we are really – 
keyed into the local community, the people who we serve. And as you mentioned, um, the the goal of tech of the te- of the technical college system of Georgia is to develop the workforce in the areas where we exist. Mm-hmm. So at Georgia Piedmont, we're looking at DeKalb, Newton, and Rockdale counties, and what can we do to supply the workforce, mm-hmm. um, mostly middle-skill kind of jobs where people can get out and earn a family-sustaining mm-hmm. wage mm-hmm. in the counties where we work. And as you said, we're very responsive. We can create a training program very quickly, and, and people will come out with industry credentials, uh, making good money in their communities. They mm-hmm. don't even have to leave. I think it's a big reason we're the number one state in which yeah, to do business absolutely. for, what is it, the fifth or sixth year? Exactly. You know what I tell people all the time, TCSG is the answer regardless of the question. <laughs> Whatever people need, we can respond to it. If, if you need a workforce, we're the answer for mm-hmm. developing the workforce. Mm-hmm. If you need a job, we're the answer to developing your skill set. Right. You're going to get your PhD from where? The University of Georgia. You know, okay, yes. go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> That's great. And you're Are you in... excited to get your PhD or to be a dog? Both. Okay. Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One leads to the other. Yeah. That's just exciting. So that's great. Well, yeah. you know, the commissioner is a graduate of the oh, fine institution. Well, I don't have a PhD. <laughs> but she's a bulldog. That's right. Mm-hmm. Although she cheers Georgia Tech, and that's something we, we try to explain. But I'm a big fan of the technical college system. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Donna, tell our listeners, they're, they're, they're tuned in today. They've heard Megan's story, yes. and um, they want to know how they can get involved. Who do they need to contact if they're in need of CAPS? funding scholarships yes so um if someone would like to apply for caps they can go to georgia gateway website and apply um and the way that it works once the um once an application has been submitted and it's been accepted and determined to be eligible then they will be connected with the family support consultant who can then help bridge the gap and help them connect with TCSG Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of identify those things that we can do to help support them. Um, One of the things that I think is really uh, amazing about our partnership is, you know, right now our economy is in such a really good space in terms of jobs and Mm -hmm. doing really well. And I was at a conference recently and they talked about that one of the big focuses is on with TCSG is the underemployed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so CAPS, we have a lot of families who really are underemployed and it's, they're working they're because they are meeting eligibility or Mm -hmm. they're in school. Mm -hmm. So this is a great opportunity to help move them to another level or another space in life that they want to reach. Right. So contact is Gateway. Gateway, www.georgiagateway.gov. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Megan, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for speaking to our employees. I think that's great, but we knew we wanted to have you here. And come back and update us more when you're doctor. Doctor, 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 doctor. Double doctor. Double doctor. doctor. I'll call you in five years. There you go. We want to hear from you. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hi, my name is Taya Crouch and I work in the legal department. My question for the commissioner is, what advice would you have for parents looking for summer camps for their children? Well, that's a great question, especially as even though it seems like summer is far away, you've got to start looking now and um, preparing for summertime. Uh, So a couple of places you can look, and I would direct folks to our qualityrated.org site. Um, That's got good information on um, child care programs throughout the state. 
If you need to talk to someone, um, you can also call 877-ALL-GA-KIDS and actually talk to a child care specialist to help you find exactly what you need if you have a special circumstance. Um, And then I think it's really important to do your homework. There are a lot of summer camps that pop up. Um, and um, I think it's important as a parent to make sure you ask the right questions um, about their curriculum and their health and safety standards, like background checks and CPR and, and things like that. You want to make sure your children are, are safe at all times, especially in the summer when summer camps can pop out out of nowhere. So um, be careful and make sure your children also have a fun time. I was going to say, have fun. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Once you're confident, you make the right choice. Time for the decal download quiz. It's your chance to win a nice prize just by answering this question correctly. Send your answer to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. We'll draw one winner from all the correct responses to this question. Dr. Megan McBride is Dean of Adult Education at what institution? Dr. Megan McBride is Dean of Adult Education at what institution? Answer that correctly. You'll have a chance at winning the decal download quiz. Good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.